0: ifm 101.9 megahertz of life where did israel go wrong with the handling of the hostage situation there are many questions being bandied about at the moment regarding the uh, hostage deal the negotiations with hamas who should have said what who should have done what at this stage we've arrived at such a point in time that's just laying the basis of our next conversation joining us now we have Sam Hyde, political researcher and writer based in Tel Aviv. Sign, uh, Sam, a very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. Good to be back with you. No,
0: great to have you on board, Sam. And thanks once again for taking the time to join us on the afternoon overdrive. So, Sam, as I've uh, outlined the basis of our conversation, we now at a, we find ourselves at a stage where everybody's asking questions. Who should have done this? Who should have done what? Who should have done that? Et cetera, et cetera. From your perspective, given uh, Israel's history with hostage situations, where do you think Israel went wrong in this case? <sighs>
1: Well, look, I think I think what one can take into account is looking at the entire political policy leading up to October 7th right. that, that has existed under, under Bibi Netanyahu, mm-hmm. which has been a total misreading of who the enemy on the other side of the Gaza border really has been, thinking that it can be deterred through rational means, whether it's financial compensation or work permits, et cetera, et cetera. This kind of thought pattern, mm-hmm. oddly enough, continues post October 7th my suggestion actually would have been and I, I think it could have avoided a lot of the crisis that we currently find ourselves in which are kind of trapped between the two war aims and the two war aims are essentially uh, destroying Hamas's governing and military capabilities and rescuing the hostages. Mm -hmm. These have kind of, uh, there's there's kind of been a tension between, between these two objectives for quite some time now. And I think that is possibly because what should have happened on October 8th is that Bibi Netanyahu should have stood before the world and made demands. At the end of the day, Israel's sovereign territory was breached and invaded, a bloody massacre ensued, none of which the Jewish people have seen since the pogroms. And Bibi Netanyahu should have made demands. The unconditional surrender of Hamas, tunnel destruction, the unconditional release of all hostages, as well as a Palestinian entity that is willing to sign uh, an unconditional agreement that they no longer seek to liberate Palestine from the river to the sea. Now, whether one thinks that this is realistic or not, Mm. that already establishes the, the war aims. OK, of Israel. Right. The point is, what what has, what has actually uh, landed up happening is because Israel didn't take control of the situation in the immediate aftermath of this, we have essentially handed the ball over to Qatar, okay, which it should have been Egypt, if Israel was actually, if Netanyahu was thinking uh, mm-hmm. correctly, because Egypt has facilitated um, uh, certain um, agreements and negotiations between Israel and Hamas uh, in the past. Egypt is not a fan of Hamas, Qatar on the other hand, okay, is is very literally at the time of this war harboring Hamas leaders right. as well as has financial incentive in keeping Hamas alive. The Americans as well are trying to play a very fine line of diplomacy. Mm-hmm. The old Israeli institutional thinking of Ben-Gurion and Rabin and uh, and Begin they, they, had, they had a unique ability of knowing how to balance diplomacy with war. They knew how to essentially, after, after being threatened, put the ball back in the court of those doing the invading, of those, doing, of those seeking war, rather than continuously playing uh, on the defense. Israel's found mm. itself continuously on the defense because it's allowed Qatar, and the Americans and Hamas, essentially to dictate the terms continuously of how the hostage situation goes. I don't think any other country would be expected to actually do that. It's a breach right. of international law. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but, but we haven't exactly helped ourselves in, in our approach either.
0: Indeed. Sam, you mentioned uh, what exactly Prime Minister Netanyahu should have done on the 8th following that horrific day, October the 7th. Do, do you believe there's some sort of uh, influence, some unwarranted influence coming going on within his government regarding that, which could have affected his uh, sense of judgment at that point in time?
1: I think so I, I, I think so i think it's a, it would be a fair assessment of the situation we know that netanyahu is essentially trying to play 4d chess as mm. we speak number right. one he's trying to trying to uh, essentially appease the americans in whatever way he can right. in order to continue the facilitation of the war effort on the other hand he he, uh, he understands that what the americans are currently uh, are currently proposing as a diplomatic uh, resolution has been uh, continuously and very uh, straightforwardly rejected by members of his coalition, which he needs to uh, keep in power unless he wants, you know, his his own. Uh, he needs to keep his coalition alive if he wants to remain in power. Uh, so, he, so he is trapped between a rock and a hard place. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm this is part of a, uh, of a greater issue of Bibi Netanyahu that didn't start on October 7th and didn't start and and, uh, and it didn't uh, and it's continued after that but it, it, he very much landed himself in in the hot water in the, with a coalition which he established Indeed. so essentially Bibi Netanyahu will need to decide what his legacy will be because that's something that's very important to him. Sure. Is he going to do what's in the best interest of the state of Israel or is he going to do what is in the best interest of serving himself Himself. And and the best interests of the state of Israel doesn't always align with the best interests of the Americans, and it certainly doesn't align with the best interests of the Qataris or Hamas. So he's going to need to decide, is he an autonomous leader of the state of Israel, or is he uh, uh, going to continuously play on the back foot, being pushed around between radical coalition members and the Americans?
0: Indeed. Sam, and on, the, on that note, um, can you sense uh, any, any signs of... Uh, Relationships fraying between the United States and uh, Western allies at this point in time with Israel?
1: Yes, I think so. I mean, Blinken was here in the country yesterday and he, he made some statements which were incredibly questionable. Uh, right. you, you know, certain things about uh, the, you know, the killing of Palestinian children, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. I mean, look, one can have sympathy for the death of any human being in the world. Okay, right. but it was the, it was the method and and, and the, the the approach in which he said he, he right. basically implied that there was indiscriminate killing of, of, of Palestinian children there's fraying here because netanyahu has shown no willingness to engage in any sort of day after strategy which is not to be honest in the best interests of the state of israel or its people there's 150,000 people evacuated from their homes which everyone continuously keeps forgetting who need to know exactly what the reality of a post-war is going to look like they right. need to know are they going to be able to move back to their homes in the north and the south and if they aren't well then it, it really doesn't matter if, if israel completely destroys hamas because then the cause okay to in some capacity eradicate the state of israel wipe it off the map, has in some capacity worked because you've shrunken the sovereign borders of the territory right so there's a lot at play here which netanyahu just keeps Pushing off essentially because he, he needs to keep his coalition alive, but it's not serving the state and it's not serving the relations with essentially our most important ally. Yeah.
0: Sam, we're going to have to leave it there. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Just just to give us your uh, well, certainly you gave a really thought-provoking background as to what do you th- where do you think uh, Israel went wrong with handling this hostage situation. Sam, always great to have you on the afternoon overdrive. Sam, high political researcher and writer based in Tel Aviv. That question I put to Sam where did Israel go wrong with the handling of the hostage situation and how is it handling the hostage situation?